Hello, hello. Welcome back to your best self podcast. It's lovely to be here back with you. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana returning for another episode of Your Best Self. Now, what does it even mean, your best self? Your best self doesn't mean to be someone different from who you are. It means to be who you are fully, truly, thoroughly, lovingly, to live the life that's meant for you. Now, the episode for today is entitled Finding the Perfect Partner. I thought that would be a good, good subject for the summer as so many of us are on vacation, wandering around parties, beaches, and many, many, many hoping for love and looking for love and many looking for that person, that partner that will just hit the spot. What spot is that? (laughs) Well, it's a spot. So let's talk about this, this because we all want love. It's natural. It's normal. But then when we get it, so many become afraid and start to run in the opposite direction. On the one hand, they're looking for love. They're looking for some lasting relationship. But on the other hand, they're really relieved (laughs) when the person goes away. You know, that's interesting in and of itself. They're relieved. We say we want the perfect person. We say we want the perfect partner. We've got to look at this a little more deeply. What does that really mean? Why are we really relieved sometimes when the person goes away? Or when we meet someone, we immediately begin to look for what's wrong, not what's right. And then it always seems, of course, as if relationships are difficult. They're difficult to find. They're difficult to keep. For many, unfortunately, they're difficult to enjoy. Yet the fundamental truth is there is no inherent problem in relationships at all. That's a very interesting point. Nobody would really think so or say so, but... There is never a scarcity of relationships. There is never a scarcity of love. Actually, love is our natural condition. So why aren't we in it all the time? This is a very important question as we so-called search for this so-called perfect partner. What is it really that's keeping us from this love that we're so hungry for? And of course, the most common answer to this question is, well, first we must find the perfect partner. Then, as I said, there's always something wrong with the people we meet. The people will say, well, I haven't yet found the right person, someone who can really make me happy or who can show me how to sing, how to be full of joy. What is it that you're really looking for? What is it? And can anyone else really make you happy? That's a big illusion we all live with. Well, when I meet that perfect person, I'll be really happy. They'll know me for who I am. They'll see me for my true self. And then I'll be okay. It's a little sad to feel that way because the truth is if we don't, we're not okay just as we are now. If we're, we don't feel okay, if we can't be happy as we are now, 
it's not really likely that a person, a partner, is going to bring that to us or make us feel that way. Maybe for a little while, maybe in the beginning, but that really cannot last. So let's take a look more deeply. Let's see, what do we believe we're looking for? Write it down. Let's take some exercises as we do this exploration. And it's a very important exploration together. Write it down. Who is your perfect partner? What is it you're really looking for? That's an important point to really take a look at it. Maybe often we don't write it down. We don't really look at it. We have some kind of a vague fantasy. Or sometimes we think we have found the perfect person and now that they've left us, some people believe that nobody can ever take that person's place again. So again, at this point, of course, we're still believing that it's another person who makes us happy. And let's look for a moment at what we're actually dreaming of. Because the real real way to find that perfect person is to f become the perfect person yourself. To see what it is you have to offer. To see what it is that you have to give. But to begin, as I said, write a description of how you would imagine your perfect partner to be. Let yourself daydream. Write down all the qualities such a person would have. Don't hold yourself back, no matter how silly it seems. Write down anything that occurs to you right now. Because this perfect partner, this image that we're holding on to, actually will discover that's a part of ourselves. It's there all the time. It's available at every moment. So now, once you've written down this paragraph or this few lines describing this perfect person, now write a paragraph describing how you would have to be in order to have such a partner. We look for something in others that we long to have in ourselves. So we'll, you can write down, how would you have to be to be the partner of this perfect person? As you write that down, you may even begin to laugh. You may begin to laugh. You may, there may be wild discrepancies in how you see yourself right now and how you feel you would have to be to have such a perfect partner at your side. Interesting, isn't it? See, what we really want to do is to undo that dream, that illusion, and see who the truly perfect partner for us is right now. So as we're exploring this, who this perfect partner is and how we would have to be, what else might you discover? You might also discover that you do not really like this person after all. He or she may be some kind of ego ideal, someone to build up your own self-image. Of course, when we use another person to build up our own self-image, this kind of relationship is always grounded in fear. Without this person, we might feel as if we're nothing of ourselves and as if our lives as they are right now are meaningless. You might feel, what can he or she possibly see in me? 
How could I ever hold on to him or her? Or we might feel how awful it's going to be when they reject me, as they inevitably will. Once they find out the truth about me, it's all over. They'll reject me. These are the thoughts we have, maybe consciously, maybe unconsciously. But they're working within us all the time. And that's why a person can go into a party looking for a partner and they'll say, oh, there's no one here at all. Right away, they reject everyone else. There's no one here. What they mean is maybe no one is fitting my fantasy of the moment. So now let's just stop for a moment. Let's stop for a moment. There's a really beautiful, beautiful saying, beautiful, beautiful saying that comes from scripture, which is this. Of course, everyone feels at the moment when they're married, this is a moment of bliss, a high point of your life, a moment when the love is at the peak. There's friends around, family, singing, dancing, celebration. What a moment that is. And many people think, well, can't get any better than this. This is really a high point of my life. But the teaching comes and tells us, no, no, no. This is not a high point of your life. This isn't the peak of your love. Your partner has come into your life to show you, to teach you what it really means to love. Wow. Your partner is your teacher in what it means to love. Because of course, when you are fully able to love, you are <laughs> your perfect partner and everyone you meet becomes your perfect partner as well. Someone comes into your life, can you love them? Can you share with them? Can you be open to them? Can you let them be open to you? That is what is being asked of you. It's a different way to look at this quest for a perfect partner. In a sense, everyone is perfect just as they are and they're coming into your life. Why? They're coming into your life so you can know them love them, uplift them, and be uplifted and known by them as well. When we have that kind of attitude, when we have that kind of experience, then the whole world opens up in so many ways. Now, of course, every person who comes would not be perfect to be your intimate partner, your significant other. People play different roles in your life, of course. But when we're demanding a person to be a certain kind of way, this perfect partner, that's excluding so many wonderful opportunities for insight, for growth, for experiences. And I want to say something that's a very important point. A perfect person can be perfect for a little while. And then as we know, everyone changes. We grow. We have new experiences. We, we, we change. So the person who is a perfect partner at one moment may not seem like the perfect partner the next. And how do we handle that? That's a very, very important point. Do we reject that person because they've changed or because we've changed? Do we judge them, blame them that we've lost our happiness now? 
So again, these are very, very big questions when we're talking about the world of love, entering the house of love. That probably would be a better title for this podcast, entering the house of love. Because once we enter the house of love, once we know how to be loving, then wherever we go, the perfect partner is waiting right there. You know, this sense that we're incomplete, that we need someone to complete us, and having to hold on to that person, which is the other way of looking at relationships, that is bound to bring sadness and fear. Love is never, never about using another person to feel better about who you are. Just that action itself is not loving and it's not love. So when we're doing that and we feel unhappy, of course, the unhappiness is a natural consequence of not really knowing how to love. So when we feel we're not good enough or we're missing something, we desperately need someone else, we're not really yet able to love. But be cheered up, because even though we may not know it, we are always good enough. We are always complete. Always, always, always. It's just our judging and rejecting others and ourselves that make us feel otherwise. When we're judging others, when we're judging ourselves, <clears throat> that's the same thing as refusing love. We're refusing to love the person or the moment just as it is. Now, it's not that difficult, actually, to begin loving ourselves and loving others when we let go of that blaming, judging mind, comparing mind, always comparing ourselves to someone else and coming out worse for it. Let that go. Let's let that go. Let's try another way. These podcasts are about bringing out our best self, the part of us that knows how to love and wants to. And in order to do that, we're kind of clearing the woods of the weeds that strangle all the flowers that want to bloom. We're just clearing it away. <clears throat> these are the weeds. Ref these are the weeds. These are why we refuse to love. This is why we reject ourselves and others. This hunt for so-called perfection, as if perfection is meeting some ideal that's different than who we are right here and right now. Just being able to do that, to stop that rejecting and judging of ourselves and others, of demanding that we be so-called better than we are, just letting go of that is a huge, huge step to take in finding the perfect partner because then you'll see whoever is with you at the moment is the perfect person to be right there. They're there for a reason. There they are. And the question is, can you know them? Can you see them? Can you welcome them just as they are? Then you found the perfect partner. And life begins to take its own natural, healthy course. 
You know, I, I would like to, because we have to close pretty soon for today, I want to read you a beautiful, beautiful poem that was written years ago by an 11-year-old little boy. I was teaching a class called Haiku Poetry for Children, which was an amazing, wonderful class. I love doing it. Children are incredible poets and artists, and they're just amazing what they see and know because we haven't yet taken it all away from them with our judgments and our demands. So anyway, this poem, let me read you this beautiful poem that he wrote. When we, here it is. Stopping and counting every sound. Stopping and seeing every stone. Stopping and letting in the wind. Stopping and not having to be somebody. What an amazing, beautiful poem by a little 11-year-old boy when he was asked to get to know the wind and the sounds and the stones. Not having to be somebody. He was saying the wind, the stones, the sounds, we're all together in this. We're all fine. We're all beautiful just as we are. So I invite you to join us. If you would like, there is a book. We have a book called um, Finding the Perfect Partner, an audio book which goes into this a little, a little bit greater length. I invite you to come to bestselfbooks.com and you'll notice various books for sale, audio books. And also you'll see all our podcasts listed there and you can enjoy all of them. There are many more podcasts available as well. Just check on Google, iTunes, Amazon, and so forth. Podcasts are available and also audiobooks, short ones for your listening and for your education, for your enjoyment, for your enjoyment. But they also have important facts. So hopefully they will open your heart, lift your spirit, and make every day worthwhile. I also have a new book, by the way, that has just been published called Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. It's available at Amazon. I think you'll enjoy it. Inst Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. So until next week, I thank you so much for listening in, and I thank you for all your wonderful emails that I'm receiving from you, you can contact me at toptopspeaker at yahoo.com with comments and questions, and I will definitely answer. I love it. I love to be in touch. So thanks again, and I look forward to being with you next week.